The following program contains violence, disturbing imagery, nudity, and oh my god, why are you even watching this? Just run away. This shit is going to give you nightmares. For real. Nightmares where you are running naked on a treadmill made of razor blades, and your third grade teacher is pointing and laughing at you. Welcome everyone to the premiere episode of What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero podcast about the horror, the macabre, the grisly, the gory, the bloody, and every now and then we might even talk a little TNA. No. Maybe. Yes. Who knows? Yes. I'm crazy. I'm your host. My name is Paul Williams. I am a 40-some-year-old man who loves horror movies. I have since I was about five. Night of the Living Dead was my first movie. It was my cherry pocker. Dracula with Bella Lugosi was the second one. And from that point on, it was just all hell broke loose. Um, so, back July 4th, 2016. Yes, I'm good at remembering dates most of the time anyways. I started a podcast named the Bats, Bows, and Books Podcast. It was a comic book-based, uh, pop culture-based podcast. It was both... It was supposed to be about Batman and Green Arrow, and wow, it evolved. And it was about everything. It was about vinyl records I talked about. I talked about Arrow and Flash, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and how much the internet sucks with people bitching. And I talked about a lot of different stuff. It was just, it was kind of, it was my experimental podcast. Um, I was releasing it through Podbean. And doing it completely independent myself, you know, putting out all the money. I had to learn a lot. Uh, when I first started, I was using a headset microphone, no mixer. Um, I didn't even know how to edit. I didn't know how to use sound or music or anything. I created like the worst theme song in the world using FL Studio 12. A program I probably had no business even touching because I had no, like I said, no clue what I was doing. But I wanted to start a podcast, and I'm a very I, I'm very independent myself. I like to do a lot of stuff. I'm very hands-on. I don't like waiting for people. It's not that, and I don't want that to sound like, you know, I'm some shitty asshole who thinks you know I'm better than everyone else. I there's no fucking way I think I'm better than everyone else. But I like to do things. I'm I'm a very hands-on kind of guy. Um, very independent that way. And to learn how to podcast, it was something I wanted to teach myself. So, everyone and their mother has a comic book, 
like podcast. Um, and there's only a select few that are actually really, really good. Um, DC Primetime is definitely one of them. I listen quite often to that one. But, uh, yeah, I knew that if I, if I dove into that world, sure, there's a lot of podcasts to choose from. So the odds of me getting noticed weren't that good. But it was kind of a good thing for me. I didn't want huge spotlight. Not yet. I wasn't ready for that. I wanted to just experiment, and that's what the Bats, Bows, and Books podcast ended up becoming. It was an experiment. It was a lot of fun, and I still do it. I still do it to this day. Um, As a matter of fact, the next episode on that podcast will be about Catwoman and Batman and Robin, two of the absolutely worst fucking movies you could ever think of. But um, that's another podcast. We'll worry about that later. This podcast is going to deal with bad movies in the horror genre, and some good ones, obviously. We're, today's topic is a good one, um, but I love, to, to now get back to this podcast, I love everything with horror. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an easy guy to please. I don't bitch a whole lot, except if your movie is Alien Covenant, that piece of fucking steaming pile of trash. But anyways, I love horror movies. Um, and I love some of the worst ones too, like Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bowl Aroma. That's a fucking bad movie, but I love it. I absolutely love it. It's so bad. It's funny. It's a great escape. For me, when I watch a movie, I want to escape. I want to see something that I wouldn't normally see in my boring real life world. I want to see something that takes me away. I don't care if it's spookies that, you know is basically telling two stories that don't even mix together um i i don't care like and and this is a this is a thing like horror and sci-fi for me i love these worlds because some of the stuff you see in these things is the craziest shit you know can't happen in real life howard the duck would never happen in real life and i bring up that movie because people will rip the shit out of that movie you know it's a fun movie yeah it's bad it's poorly made and everything else who cares it's fun it takes you away for a while it's so ridiculously stupid that it's fun and the horror genre god there's some really bad stinky ones out there there are some really good ones there's a lot of hidden gems there's a lot of great independent films that there are the independent scene and you'll hear this from a lot of horror like nerds and you know, different people within the community and whatnot, they will tell you, independent horror films is where it's at because that's where the passion is. It's not a movie studio. It's not Universal. It's not Warner Brothers. It's not Disney. It's it's people that want to give you the best horror film. These are the th- types of things I want to talk about on this podcast. This is why when Ben Beck came to me and said, we want to incorporate a horror podcast in our network. Would you please join? I jumped on this shit. I was like, I want this. I need this. I am extremely excited about this podcast. I have ideas just brewing inside my head. It gives me a chance to bring something fun and new. It gives me a chance to put my voice out there. Have guest hosts, guests, my friends, my family, anybody. You want to join? Give me a shout. What, what lurks behind podcast zero at gmail.com send me an email we'll talk um i want to be able to bring a sense of humor 
Um, as you notice, I have a weird habit of just straying all over the fucking place. Probably good if I have guests on the show because it'll keep me in line. But anyways, um, <laughs> I, I got a pers- when it comes to horror, I have a perspective that's less negative than the obvious internet trash we see every day. You constantly, a new trailer comes out, and what's the first comment you see? This movie sucks. I'm not like that. I like to give some... And there's movies that I'm going into I know are going to be bad. I don't care. I want to watch them. I want to see what someone put out there. Sometimes the worst movie can inspire the best movie. Sometimes the best stories can inspire even better stories. This is what... This is my feelings about the horror... The horror community, the horror movies, and we are at a time last year. Last year we had a shit ton of great movies. Um, every time you turn around, there was another movie coming out. Um, and whether it was independent or it was, you know, mainstream. Stephen King's It blew people's minds. Uh, the Shape of Water. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is like winning awards. He's got not what. 13 nominations at the Oscars for Shape of Water? That's unheard of for a horror film? And I know some people will say, well, it's not horror. It was, you know, it's more a love or a romance. Whatever. You know what? It's a horror film. It's a creature feature, okay? Uh, The movie Get Out. I know, I love this argument when people are like, it wasn't a horror movie. Not every horror movie has to make you jump. Not every horror movie has to make you cringe. Sometimes the best horror movies are the most subtle stories. The ones that sink in and they sit there for a while and they fester inside of you. That's horror as well. Um, was I, I, okay, I, I'll put this out there now. I'm not a huge fan of Get Out. I, I liked it. But it's not on my like top ten list. Uh, today's movie that I'll be talking about with my guest being my little sister um that's on my top 10 list get out not so much but that's not to say get out's a bad film i just personally think there were a few others that could have been you know selected over get out um but it is what it is right hey horror is getting acknowledged at the oscars this is unheard of it doesn't happen what was the last time it happened Exorcist, I think. Like, that's how far back we have to go. Uh, there's probably one or two I'm missing in there somewhere. But Pan's Labyrinth, I think. Didn't Pan's Labyrinth? I'll have to look that up. I think. I think that one got nominated. Um, anyways, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is this podcast is exactly my kind of my kind of jam. It's, it's where I want to be. It's I'm going to talk some fucked up shit in this podcast sometimes. And you know what? I hope you're willing to accept it. Because, I mean, like, I li- like my life, <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. You-, you know Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice when, you know, she says, I myself am dark and unusual? It's kind of my life. Um... And I didn't really want to go there, but it just fits right. I mean, because even like, like, what? okay, comic books. My favorite comic book character is Batman and Catwoman. Um, And Batman, pretty dark fucking stories. When it comes to favorite movies, Return of the Living Dead, Halloween, uh, 
Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. The Thing. Oh, God, I love John Carpenter movies in general. But The Thing and Halloween are probably the two favorite. They Live. Uh, I love that one as well. Uh, Gremlins, today's topic. Black Christmas. Black Christmas, the original with Olivia Hussey and John Saxon. You know, for the life of me, for that, that name almost slipped. And I was like, no, I know this dude. Um, Hellraiser. Clive Barker's Hellraiser, the original. Yeah, maybe it doesn't hold up today as good as it used to, but it's still up there, man. It's, it's a fucking classic. Uh, Clive Barker's Nightbreed is another great one. Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Uh, White Zombie with Bella Lugosi, not the band. Look, Rob Zombie, he does some good things, but he needs to stay out of movies. Um, that said, though, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, both excellent movies. Um... Friday the 13th Part 4, well, any of them, really. I like them all, but, I mean, I even like the bad ones, like Jason Takes Manhattan. I think that is, a, it, it is, like, so undeservedly bashed sometimes. The movie's fun, come on now. Um, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. I know that's being talked, there's a remake on the way. I'm not completely opposed to this, so, I don't know might actually be a good thing, you know? But I am extremely partial to the original and the Ramones song as well. Um, speaking of music, not that it's going to be a big topic on this show, but I do listen to a lot of darker music, everything from industrial music to dark synthwave, uh, darker metal, gloomy orchestral music, and goth music and whatnot. That's kind of like my wheelhouse. That's where I like to, like, that's the kind of shit I love to listen to. Um, and that helps inspire some of the darker things that, you know, I've done dark writing in the past, and like, you know, weird poetry and shit. You know, back when every kid goes through that emo phase where it's like, I need to express myself. Yes, well, I did that too. And, you know, I had, I, I've actually, it's still on the internet. If you want to go look for it, it's your choice. Called the Dissectional Thought Process. It's a blog I used to write. Uh, I haven't been on it in years, but. You can go see the kind of twisted shit that came out of my head if you want. Go nuts. It's on Blogspot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All of it is just kind of like, th this is my moment, and I'm, I'm happy to finally be doing this, if you couldn't tell. Um, but you know what? Like Aside from all that, it's it's time to, to move on. It's time to start episode one you know what i mean um episode one of what lurks behind podcast zero and i might add this we are straight out of canada uh, go canada where we like to play hockey everybody knows this for hockey and maple syrup okay we like our horror movies out here too um and we like to make them a lot of the horror movies get made in canada I know a lot of horror nerds know that. Probably you're telling me, like, okay, you want to tell us something we don't know. I like to babble sometimes. Like I say, so it's probably going to be a good thing that I have someone on this show with me all the time. Because when I'm by myself and talking, I babble a lot. Anyways, on that note, I think it's time to dive into our first ever discussion about the movie of the week. And this week, I've already said it, but... It's none other than the classic 1984 Joe Dante horror comedy explosion. 
known as Gremlins. Yeah, I like to do voices sometimes too. I hope that doesn't scare you. Anyways, um, when we come back from the break, because we're going to break off for just a couple seconds. Uh, when we come back from the break, I will be joined by the only possible person who could have helped me break this podcast in. Someone who's so qualified, they don't even like horror films. But don't worry, it's not as scary as it sounds. Honestly, seriously, she's a lot of fun. I thought I'd bring my little sister on board and um, have her shoot the shit with me about a film that is dear to both of us in our little hearts, my black heart, my dead heart. Um, But before that, uh, how do y'all feel about some Christmas carols? back everyone and uh it is now my pleasure to introduce the special guest of the week uh it's my little sister say hi lisa hello everyone okay so um you're not the biggest horror movie fan but you do know a little bit um Feel free to share. Wow. Like, I mean, you like Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I don't watch. Like, I well. You watch did, Child's Play. Yeah, that gave me nightmares for a long time when I was little. <laughs> well, it didn't help that I kind of played with your cricket doll and had fun with it. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. In terms of horror. You haven't really watched a whole lot. I mean, well, you, seen... you grew up in the ghost, was it Goosebumps era or whatever? Yeah. Well, I've seen Poltergeist and mm-hmm. I have seen Halloween. So, I You've mean. I've seen the first one, I think, and that's it, right? Yes. Halloween, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, it's I'm... not it's not really my genre, but I mean, each to their own. Yeah. But this movie that we're going to be talking about is one of my favorites, though. Yeah, well, it it better be after the fact that, you know, we froze our asses yesterday going to the theaters to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of, all, of all the days that we get hit with a snowstorm, it just happens to be the day that, you know, the local theater decides they're going to air Gremlins. And I, we both, what, bought our tickets ahead of time yeah. and whatnot. You know, we didn't realize that the weather might be a factor. We were actually, there was actually supposed to be three of us, but our friend's uh, vehicle kind of... Was having problems, so he couldn't make it. So we had to use the transit system, which sucks on a Sunday. 
in this fucking shitty city. Anyways, um, so yeah, we go see Gremlins yesterday, and then uh, you were reminding me of Audrey from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Dad, I can't feel my toes. It was so cold. Like you know, it when we when we first left, it was like really like well, it was it above was, freezing. Yeah, it was it was warm, and I I mean like. For us, it's, like, yeah. warm. Probably for other people, it'd be like, oh, my God, it's so cold. But yeah. for us, it, it was warm. Welcome to Canada. And, um, but then, like, the temperatures dropped. And it was, like... Well, the wind picked up, and then we walk out, and it's, like, you know, blinding snow all over the place. And... Yeah. Yeah, it was really, uh, it was it was, it was was pretty bad. But, and you not, know, we made it. Not to go we on survived. some, like, local bitch thing or anything, but the Sunday transit system really blows in this city that you usually have to wait about an hour for a bus to come along. And because of the weather, the bus was even slower. So we're standing outside freezing our asses off. All for gremlins. That's how much we love this movie. Yes. Um, which is where I was basically going with this. Yes. <laughs> um, I, let's, I, gremlins was released June 8th, 1984. Directed by Joe Dante, stars Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Dick Miller, Judge Reinhold, Hoyt Axton, Polly Holiday, and Corey Feldman. My How many gosh. times did I sit there and go Feldman? He in the was movie. so young in that movie. Oh my god! But it was funny watching. <laughs> he's a goonie. Uh-huh. And he's fucking weird. But yeah, I love him in uh, Lost Boys though. Uh, you've seen Lost Boys. You must have. I think you've seen that one. Probably. You must. It's you been, have. It's to been have a while. <laughs> With how many times I've watched it, you have to. Probably. Have seen it. I probably have. It's just I don't. Re- yeah. I don't remember it. And so. the music was by Jerry Goldsmith. I added that as one of my notes. But um, yeah, Gremlins. Um, well, I'll start first. Gremlins has been uh, a tradition for me since pretty much since like 1985. I think. I don't think it was 84. I believe it came out on VHS in 95. I saw it on VHS. I've seen it on Laserdisc, DVD, Blu-ray, network and cable television. But I had never seen it in a theater till yesterday. And I got to say, I'm glad I saw it on a theater. Yeah. Like on, on a big screen. Uh, what, there was 10 people in the theater? Two of them <laughs> yeah. that couldn't shut the fuck up for nothing. But that's... I'll stop the rant there. Um, but it was awesome. It was, yeah. it was, it was great seeing it on, uh, on the big screen. Finally, I can finally say I did that. It's like, you know, notch off my bucket list. Yeah. I, um, I'm like the same, like I saw it, like I saw it on VHS when I was little mm-hmm. and then, uh, I, I have it on DVD and then, uh, well, I think the DVD I gave you, didn't I? When I got it on Blu-ray, maybe I think I handed it off to you. Maybe I remember I, I, I thought I bought it, but I could be wrong. Maybe you did. I don't know. I, because so. I don't know where my DVD is, so that's why I just assumed that oh, okay. I gave it to you. No, oh. because I did. I remember I bought um some like some of those DVDs. Like, I remember yeah. I bought that. I think I, I bought Black Sheep, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy Boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chris Farley. <laughs> but um, so uh, and then um, I remember I took your Mugwai for a while. Your little Gizmo. Nope. Uh, where is he? He's right there. See him in the corner. Yep. I took him back. Yeah, I know. I put him in the Christmas tree the one you year. Don't touch my gizmo. I put him in the Christmas tree the that one year. That sounded really so. bad when yeah, I just thought that, about that. Yeah, don't that touch did. My... The thing is, is it's funny because um, I went to uh, 
the IEB games mm-hmm. and uh like they have like gremlins stuff now like they mm-hmm. even have the gizmo it's nothing like your gizmo it looks so weird it doesn't even look like him i'm like that doesn't even look like him like who's manufacturing this like it just it looks i was like oh my god i i wouldn't buy it but i mean that's me i guess so yeah i don't know um but yeah i watched like so I've seen this like like you said I've seen it on DVD oh, I, I've, I've seen it countless times I can't that, remember how many and times I've seen I've it watched on it. when it was on TV you yeah. know like different that but I've never seen it on the big screen so it was really it was different seeing it on the big screen compared to watching it on your yeah. TV so well that's like that with any movie though and I mean like prior going into this recording I kept trying to think you know what should be my first episode for what lurks behind podcast zero. And it was Jeff who actually pointed out, he said, you know, go with Gremlins. Because as he knows, and as other some other people know, when I got my first VCR, Gremlins was the first movie I bought. Mm. Got my first DVD player, Gremlins was the first DVD I bought. Got my first Blu-ray player, Gremlins was the first Blu-ray I bought. It's always been that first yeah. for me. Um, because I know I'm going to watch it uh, over and over and over. Every Christmas, it's a Christmas tradition for me. I have to watch Gremlins. I think you, they even have it on Netflix as under Christmas, too. Gremlins. Well, I don't know if it's listed as Christmas, but I know that it has been on there before. Yeah. Both that, well, both the original and the sequel have both yeah. been on. Uh, I have the, um, I remember there was like a magazine that came out like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I have that. And it has like all the different. Yeah, stuff when I was a kid, I had the official uh, movie magazine that came out. Yeah. But unfortunately, I don't still have it. And I also had, what, I had the sticker book. If you uh, guys remember the sticker books for Gremlins. Did you just say the official magazine? I probably have it, actually. It's no, probably... no, no. No, it, it got destroyed. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then there it must be destroyed. a different thing because mm. I do have something. But You probably have, well, you might even have like a copy of it, but and maybe it's not we, the may- one I had. Okay, maybe you had one and I had one. Because I know got... it was a very sad day when I found it and it was destroyed. Oh, okay. Okay, well then maybe that's not the... But we, I also had, um, I don't know if you uh, remember color forms. Mm-hmm. Remember those little sticky things that you could like create design? Um, yep. God, I can't talk today. But uh, like they gave you like a background and you could put the different characters and make yep. your own stories and whatnot. Yeah, I had that. Um, had posters. I remember there was, I think, even a light bright thing. Wasn't there a light bright thing? Well, we made our own. Yeah, that's what I mean. I remember on, on the light bright, we even had like a gremlins thing on yeah. there. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, like I used to just make my yeah. own gremlins and whatnot. Um, and the soundtrack I have digitally. Um, like I have like the full definitive edition that has also like the Christmas songs that were used in the the movie and mm-hmm. whatnot. But um yeah, Gremlins has been like it's like a part of my culture. Yeah. It's it's that Im- embedded in me, you know. Um and I mean we went and saw it at the theater yesterday and how many years later and we still laugh. Exactly. We still And I think it's enjoy a movie it. a lot of people enjoy you I mean it, you don't have to like mm-hmm. that genre too. It's, it, it still stands up like it holds up today too exactly you know um well except the one scene it's near the end where they're showing like gizmo is supposed to be like running across the floor and he looks like he's scampering on all fours yeah. but it's like 
it looks like a really bad like <laughs> radio controlled like toy or something. Yeah. But I mean, 1984 practical Technology effects. They didn't was have CGI so different compared to what it is. They didn't now. have CGI, and I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of glad. I I'm more a fan of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It's not that I'm against CGI. I mean, some of the most best films I've watched have been CGI, like, half the film, if not more. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 is a lot of CGI, and it's one of my favorite films. Um, But when it comes to horror films, just seeing, like, the puppetry and the time and effort that goes into those films, you can't beat that. No. You can't. And Gremlins came out at a time when they started with... They had dolls, uh, well, child's play, because yeah. Chucky was pretty much all puppets and animatronics and whatnot. Um, and, like, movies like The Thing, where they were doing, like, their practical effects, which obviously is a lot more crazier than Gremlins. But yeah. the point I'm trying to make is is when, it, when it, you see it on the screen, it projects and looks so beautiful. That scene where the gremlin is eating, like, the cookie in the kitchen and whatnot. Yeah. Seeing it on the big screen, like, it it was so different because I've always watched it on a small screen. Yeah. It looks lifelike. Yeah. And it just, it really looks awesome. Like, I don't know. I, I know I'm old school. I like practical effects. I think a lot of horror fans do. Um, it's like, but it's the you, classics, you, though, like, that kind of style is, like, sometimes the best compared to what we have today. Not, not that I'm saying, like, today's stuff isn't good, but, like, oh, no. you... You appreciate more, like, because you see all, like you said, the effort and everything that mm-hmm. goes into it. Because it's not like before with CGI, you can add, like, you can add things in compared mm-hmm. to with what it was back then when you had to, like, you know, make it and make the costumes and right. and do the certain, um, like, you're saying, like, the stuff and an- like stuff animals and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, there was no CGI that was in those days. No, they had to, like, build molds and, like, build these puppets from mm-hmm. scratch and whatnot. It was funny, though, like, watching it because, like, you see how much things have changed. Like, when uh, the mom is watching <laughs> TV and it's black and white in the it's kitchen. Black and white, tube TV, 13-inch <laughs> or 12-inch or whatever. Yes. She's watching It's a Wonderful Life. And yep. But it's true. It's like, and she's got the rabbit ears antenna uh-huh. antennas on the back and whatnot. Yep. That's that's what I grew up with, like and the telephone, like the telephone yeah. was different, and like just oh yeah, just so many things that you see compared to like today, like mm-hmm. there was no cell phones, and like when the phone got cut off, like with when the wire uh, got snapped mm-hmm. or whatever, you didn't have a cell phone that you could just text somebody and say you know mm-hmm. you oh gotta... the alarm clock yeah yeah. Well, the no, yeah, the alarm clock, but oh, also and the phone. They, the pulled, phone, they the, pulled the thing out, yeah, and it was like you didn't have like back in those days that you could just text and say, you know, but mm-hmm. it's it's how th- it's 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 interesting when you're watching it because it's like, yeah, that didn't exist back then. <laughs> For me, I find I like, and this is something that like I didn't need the big screen to appreciate these things. No, but the bloopers that happen within the movie, like. And the one of the most glaring bloopers, and I noticed it even as a kid, is like at the very end of the film when the old man walks into the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, Billy's dad is looking straight at the front door. How did you not notice this man walk into your home? How do you not hear it? You're yeah. sitting right there. Like it's just it's funny because when you see and he he. 
the way he gets up and he's like, oh, honey, this is the man who sold me the Mogwai. It's like. How did but, you not know? <laughs> but you you must have watched him walk in Into your door. House, yeah. But you're reacting now because yeah. the wife is like, oh, my God, this guy's in my house. Like, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Like, seriously. Or, or there was also with the time machine, the time machine. Well, like, the time machine was intentional. Yeah. The time machine was intentional where they have it there and then it disappears and you got the two guys looking around going, where'd it go? But it's still funny because, like, it yeah. didn't have, like, the special effects or anything. It just all of a sudden no. the next scene, it just was gone. No. Or, like, and this part uh, always makes me laugh. Billy's walking to work at the very beginning of the film. He's got his dog with him. Mm -hmm. They walk into the building. The security guard's okay with the dog walking in. Yeah. He's like, oh, good morning, Billy and Barney. And it's like, wait, what? Like, the security guard would not let you just walk in with your dog. No, especially when the guy, um, his manager, freaked out that he had his dog. <laughs> how, did, how does he not know? First of all, he's got Barney tied up under the table. The <laughs> yeah, dog has to piss and shit at some point. How do you not notice Billy taking his dog out to go piddle and poop? And where's the dog eating or sleeping, like, with this rope around its neck? Like, logistically, there's no way yeah. you could have that dog in that bank and no one would know? Come on! Like, what the hell? But it's just, it's funny because yeah. it's to tell the story of Mrs. Deagle, which yeah. I get it. But, but at the same time, it's like... In the real world, you couldn't yeah, do that. <laughs> there's no way that would happen. You know? And then, like, Mr. Futterman with his comments about, like, you know, foreign cars, which is so funny because you still hear people to this very day still making that exact same argument about foreign cars versus North American cars. and But it's just he's so typically that older guy mm -hmm. with the old-fashioned way of thinking and whatnot and... I mean, granted, he's the one that gives the creatures the name gremlins when you think about it. Because yeah. they never were, like, they never say they're actually gremlins until he says. Yeah, I know. You know, they put gremlins in your watch and they put gremlins in your cars. And I was waiting for him to say something like they, you know, they put gremlins in, like, you know, your sex toys or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> which would be really scary. But maybe a really good movie? I don't know. Um, probably not. But, uh, no, seeing it on the big screen was really good. Um, and, I mean, the, the part that always makes me laugh about this film is how stupid they make people look. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, it's three, three rules to follow. And, I mean, like, okay, the scene when Gizmo gets wet, you say, okay, I get it. They had to make the cup fall on the little doll. But it's the way Corey Feldman hits the cup. <laughs> like, you can tell he, like, intentionally elbows it. It's like you couldn't have like maybe done a reshoot on that scene, yeah. like, but it is what it is. I mean, but it just it's funny because here in 2018 we're talking about how stupid kids are with Tide Pods these days, and you oh, watch you, you watch this movie and it's like, I mean, granted, I guess in real life, would you really believe that little gremlins are gonna kill you? But it's just they're so stupid, like. Like I said earlier about the dog in the bank. Mm -hmm. how, how, you know, and then, like, Barney's hanging from Christmas lights, and they assume it's Mrs. Deagle, who, again, how would she get into your house without you knowing? Yeah. Like, these peltzers, they make me wonder, because the old man can walk in the house in front of them, and they don't <laughs> notice. 
They assume Mrs. Deagle walked into their house without them knowing. Like, do you normally have people walking into your house with no, no one, one knowing? knowing? Yeah, exactly. And, like, I don't know. It just is funny. Like, when I watch it today, I'm like, God, people were stupid back then, too, eh? I, I should know I lived it, but I don't know. It, it just... One thing that I guess I really do appreciate about older films, too, and I know I'm... Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to sound like an old fogey here or anything, but no internet back then. So if someone actually complained about this movie, you didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. You didn't know people were complaining. Yeah, sure, critics, if you read it or you watched their reviews or whatever, you know, you heard their comments or whatnot. But yeah. nowadays, like, like okay, just last night, just last night, after the Super Bowl, the new Cloverfield movie was just released on Netflix. I've already watched it. I like it. I'll be talking about it on another episode. But I couldn't believe already there's people complaining online. Well, there's people even complaining about uh, there was the trailers for Han Solo Han or Solo. the Solo Star Wars yeah, story or whatever. Yeah, the Black Panther. They showed a new trailer for yeah. that. Um, I, I think even Avengers, which Infinity War looks amazing. Yeah. I don't even know how you can complain about that, but that's besides the point. I just want it to be a horror movie where Thanos kills everyone. That's all I want. Anyways, <laughs> moving forward. Um, no, but Cloverfield... Which, the reason I bring that up is it's horror-related, mm-hmm. and it was li- literally the best promotion ever. You give us a trailer, and two hours later, we get the movie. Wow. I wish every movie did this. Give me a trailer, and two hours later, I have the movie. Like, oh my god, that was the yeah. best marketing strategy I've ever seen. Well, even um, some people complained about even Stranger Things. No, well, yeah, but don't get me wrong. Complaints are natural. Everyone has yeah. a different opinion and whatnot. But I guess the point I'm trying to make in, ref- in re- like regards to Gremlins was when we were younger, I didn't hear all the complaining. I I had like if your friends liked the same thing you did, you thought everyone liked the it. The only thing you would ever actually see was uh, Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, Do and their- you had to actually like tune in. Yeah, you had to actually on TV. W- there was watch none. Of, there was none of this like, oh, I'll DVR it or. I'll stream it online later yeah. or whatever. No, if you missed it, you missed it. Or you read in the or you read in the paper or whatever. Exactly. Um, a, a review, but yeah, it's true. There was yeah. like no media internet. was very different back then. So if people didn't like a movie, unless it was like someone you directly spoke to, you didn't know. Yeah. I mean, yes, common knowledge would tell you not everyone's gonna like the same movie you mm-hmm. do, but. I just find, like, today, like I said, like, we just got the movie last night. I've already watched it. I go online to, you know, talk happily about a movie that I've enjoyed, and I see everyone, or not everyone, but a good portion of people trashing on it. Mm -hmm. And it takes away from the fun of the movie when you you have to already deal with the negative. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, there's movies that, I've seen and I sit there and go, holy shit. Like, Alien Covenant, worst pile of garbage that ever came out in 2017. But I didn't, like, put it out there for everyone because Mm -hmm. I knew there were people that did enjoy it. Yeah. But, unfortunately, I'm not everyone. So, some people are different. It's the same Um, thing with even video games. Like, there's different horror video games as well. And they sometimes get, like, shit on, too. Exactly. But... I, basically, to sum up my babbling here, <laughs> um, 
It's just, it was different when Gremlins came out in yeah. 1984. I saw it. I loved it. That's what I knew. There was no negative response to that. No. So I could enjoy the movie as I did. Um, where it, it it's a different time now. It is what it it's, is, but... It's true, though, because, like, it changes, like... Um, and not that it changes your opinion, but mm. it's just, like, you're like, whoa, I thought it was really good. I don't know why these people yeah. think it's not so, you know. But, I mean, the it's it's interesting how social media is these well, days. Well, yeah, because just... you could go on the Gremlins Facebook page, right? I really love this movie. Someone reads your comment, and then they turn around and say, well, the movie sucks. Now you feel like you have to defend something that you love. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It's like, fuck off. Like, stay off, stay off my comment or whatever, you know? But that's social media. That's, that's what yeah. the internet has become. And it, it's just watching the movie yesterday and thinking to myself, I remember when I saw this in 85, I didn't have that. It no. was like, I watched it. And <laughs> keep in mind, back then we had VCRs. Movie's done, got to rewind the whole tape uh-huh. so you can play it again. Yeah. And, I mean, I watched that movie over and over and over and over. I mean, I saw it so many times. It's funny. We we live in an era where all you got to do is hit stop and play on your DVD or Blu-ray mm-hmm. or on Netflix. Just, you know, start it over again or shutter or whatever it is you use. And I'll watch a movie once, and I won't watch it again for a while. But when I was a kid, VHS tapes, it was like, tape was done, rewind it, play it again. <laughs> it's just it's funny. We were, we were very patient in the 80s, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it was just, it. it's funny, like, when you see an old film, the things you think about, like, because, I mean, obviously, I know the story. I've seen this inside yeah. and out. So I think about different things now when I'm watching it, you know? Like, yeah. I how it's kind of like the diehard of horror movies. It's not really a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Even though it was released in June and it was a blockbuster film for the summer and whatnot. But it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, we all watch it at Christmas now. Um, and it's inspired people, too. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, there was a fan film released just this past Christmas called Gremlins Recall. Oh, okay. Um, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. And don't worry, it's not super scary. I know because you don't, like I say, you don't do the horror <laughs> like I do. But um, but yeah, like the person used like puppets and they use like, you know, actual practical effects and whatnot. It's only like 10 minutes long. It's mm-hmm. really awesome. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because... We've had Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yeah. Um, we had that. That one came out, like, what, three years after the original or two years or whatever. But there's been the constant rumor of, will there be Gremlins 3? Yeah. And uh, what was it? Last August, I think it was, uh, Chris Columbus, who, uh, he was responsible for the first one. I, I think he wrote the first one and Joe Dante directed or whatever. Um but he has confirmed he has a script for the third film. Yeah. Um, he's just trying to shop it around now, like get like, you know, uh, like financial support and whatnot. Um, but I like the fact that he's said, you know, we're going to stick with practical effects. Uh, mm-hmm. There'll be a little bit of CGI, which I mean, kind of makes sense, like facial expressions and whatnot. You kind of need the, the, the um, CGI, but I don't know. I, I I'm, I, you know, okay. I, let me put it to you this way: I was really skeptical about 
them going back to Gremlins after so many years passing by mm-hmm. till I saw Blade Runner. Blade Runner, the original, came out in 1982. The remake comes out 35 years later. Or not remake, re- uh, the, like the sequel or whatever. And my God, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. That that was easily best movie of 2017, in my opinion. I guess um, it also depends who's directing and who's who's doing the movie, too. And the devotion put yeah. into it, you know. Because um, there's some that are, some sequels, well, even back in, like, like in the 90s and stuff, mm. when they would do sequels for, um, like, uh, certain movies and stuff, the sequel wouldn't do as good, mm. even back then. So, I mean, it, it depends who's, uh, who's uh, directing it and who's writing it and... Well, I you mean, got Chris Chris Columbus who is the original. Yeah. Then, then that's different. You know, he knows what he's doing. I guess you mm-hmm. can say. Yeah. However, he's already, and it's kind of interesting. I think he dropped this more to see what kind of reaction he'd get, mm-hmm. as opposed to whether or not he's actually going to do it. But he did say that in this possible sequel, Gizmo could be killed. Yeah. Which would be really interesting, because. His his whole point is is that because of the Mogwai, we've had the problem of the Gremlins. Yeah. I turn around and I say, no, because humans are stupid, we've had the problem with the Gremlins. Follow three simple rules, you don't have this problem. But as most humans, we can't seem to abide by a couple of rules. It's just impossible for some reason. Yeah. So, of course, I remember when I read it, like, back in August, where he was like, oh, well, Gizmo might die. And I'm like, well, why not just kill the humans instead? <laughs> I know I'm horrible, but I, I personally like watching people die. When it's an animal, it breaks my heart. When it's people, oh, hey, how, how what different way can we kill them this time? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it was interesting when he was saying that. I guess it depends know, how they do it. And yeah. what's the effect of it? Mm-hmm. Like, why... The reason why he has to be killed, I guess, is more the... Well, because every time he's in contact with humans, he multiplies, and then the, no. the, yeah, the, the, the mogwai that multiply become these gremlins and terrorize cities. Um, but, I mean, so. like, how they're gonna... Like, how they're gonna do it, and... I guess we'll yeah. see. Well, I mean, in Christopher Columbus's, like, actual comments uh, was basically, I think Gizmo's death is probably a good idea, to be honest. Uh, too many people are dying. But I, in my personal opinion, I'm thinking not enough people are dying because we keep having the gremlin problem. But, um, well, not keep having because we've only had two movies. But, but like you said, maybe he just said that to see what reaction. Yeah, exactly. I think he's testing people to see what kind of reaction, which is a smart ploy. It's a smart mm-hmm. way to, to you know, kind of scope out your audience, see what they want and what they don't want. Yeah. Um, it, it might be a really, uh, really smart tactic in the end. So, um, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, gre- Gremlins, I don't know. I, just out of curiosity, how would you rate it? Ten out of ten. But ten I've o- ten. but but I've always loved it. Yeah, it's always been one of my favorites. No, the reason I bring that up, most people when you ask them, what would you rate Gremlins? It's always eight, nine, or ten out of ten. It, it's just it's a it's a fun movie, and you you made a good point earlier um, when you were saying about uh, how it it it's kind of good because. It's a family movie at the same time that it's a scary movie. Yeah. Um, it can branch out to more than one type of audience, which 
we don't see many movies like that no. these days, you know? Um, it's usually set to, um, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm trying well, to Well, it's the like word. one genre <laughs> yeah, and exactly. it sticks with that. Um, and also, like, I mean, but you know, when you think about it, like back in the 80s, you had movies like The Goonies. Um, you had, uh, shit, well, Lost Boys was another one. Gremlins. Um, Ghoulies and Critters, which... I don't even know what they were rated. I think I think Critters was rated R, but Ghoulies was PG-13 or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. But, um, like, these are movies that, like, kids watched. Mm-hmm. Most kids weren't scared of them. But they weren't technically family movies either. I mean, even Never Ending Story is a pretty dark movie when you think about Actually, it. Actually, yeah, it is. Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. And, I mean, like, when you think about a lot of movies that we considered kid-friendly really weren't i mean and then you had um well I, even some of the disney the disney some stuff of i was the just disney gonna say stuff they had wonderful uh, world of disney you remember mr boogity yeah that was a fucking scary concept and the guy had like craters in his face and he like grotesque well, look at looking even, um like look at even with uh with bambi mm. bambi's mom gets killed like um there's, yeah, there's always at least one death in every Disney movie. Yeah, like look at even Lion King. His yeah. dad gets dead. Uh, well, I was thinking more along the lines of like Sleeping Beauty and Fantasia. Those are that some too. dark. And Snow White is uh, pretty dark too, as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. it's just it's it it's interesting because like yeah. movies that we, like you said that we thought like when we were kids and that it's yeah. when you watch them as adults you're just like they're kind of wow, going back they're kind of going back to that dark. because. If you think about Stranger Things, yeah. Stranger Things is bordering on horror slash family. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so it, it's interesting to see how like it it's it's almost like it's cycling back. Yeah. Um, and which is funny because uh, we uh, me and Jeff were just talking the other night about like cyberpunk is like making its comeback, and it seems like there's always like these different phases for all the different types of movies. And right now, horror is definitely on the upscale. I mean, we have two movies being nominated for multiple Oscars. Mm-hmm. It never happens. No. Horror movies never get acknowledged in the Oscars. And we have two this year. Um, and possibly there could have even been more. But it's it just, it's, it's, it's cycling through again. And it's a, for most of us that are like diehard horror nerds, it's a great time to be a horror fan. Um, which is why, like, I'm I'm glad I'm starting this podcast now. Like, you know, I'm, I have a lot to talk about when it comes to horror. You know, you see my video collection; it's huge. Yeah. Um, and that's not even scratching the surface. Um, there are so many movies that I don't even have that I wish I did. But um, yeah, like you know, just to sum everything up for this episode, basically, I mean, Gremlins is a classic. It's been a family favorite of ours, like, you know, between you and me and whatnot. Um, I'm glad I did it as my first episode. Yeah. I used to watch uh, it also upside down. Yes, I know. You had that (laughs) thing where you would sit on a rocking chair with your feet up on the chair and your head hanging off the seat part. And yeah, you were weird. You're definitely my sister. Um, (laughs) But it it's I, I I to be honest I'm glad you were my first guest on the show. 
Uh, thank well, thank you. you for having me. No, thank you for being on it because, uh, it, it, well, I mean, you, you were, you've, you've done a few of the Bats, Bows, and Books episodes and whatnot, yep. and I just knew you bring something special to the, to the podcast, so thank you for joining on. Um, and that's pretty much it for this week, uh, everyone. Um, thank you for joining me on my very first episode of this podcast. Again, I don't, I don't know exactly where this is going, but I'm just glad to be starting the journey. Um, I, I basically I have uh, like accounts set up online. If you're looking for the podcast, you know, on the social media or whatnot, that thing that I kind of have a habit of bashing on. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of social media, but it's there, and it is definitely a good communications tool. Um, you can find uh, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I also have an email, what lurks behind podcast zero at gmail.com. Uh, obviously, you're listening to this, so you downloaded it from somewhere. But it will be, um, to my knowledge, this will always be available through iTunes, Google, or directly from the website at nextlevelradioonline.com. And I do have a Redbubble account. Um, I like doing like little artsy things and whatnot. So sometimes I like putting them, on, you know, offering them for like T-shirts and stickers and whatnot. So if you're interested, uh, Redbubble.com/people/podcast and the number zero. Um, and that's about it. Again, thank you, Lisa, for being on the show. I do have one question to ask, though. What's that? I was gonna say since we're like talking about Gremlins and we're closing it out. Um, what, I mean, I know the movie's old or whatever, mm. but what is your favorite scene from Gremlins? My favorite scene? Yeah, your favorite scene. Mm. Well, I do enjoy Mrs. Deagle, you know, kicking the bucket. <laughs> that one's, it's most of the deaths I actually like, really. Um, I like seeing Santa Claus getting, uh, harassed and tortured by Gremlins. Um... Actually, you know what? This is going to sound kind of strange. My favorite scene, actually, from Gremlins is the final scene of the old man holding the box with Gizmo in it, and he's walking away. The look of the clouds, the moon, the snow settled on all the houses and whatnot, how it looks so calm after the whole storm of Gremlins tearing the fucking place apart. Mm -hmm. I actually really love that scene. I always loved the final frame. Before the credits kick in. And then, of course, the credits with the theme song, which that theme song's amazing. Yeah. Jerry Goldsmith kicked it nice with that one. Um, but yeah, uh, that would, I, now that I think about it, that would probably be my favorite scene. Although, like I said, I like seeing everyone die. Um, or when the cops are like driving a car and they flip the car over. The part's pretty cool, too. And Dory's Tavern. Dory's Tavern's pretty cool, too. I love the uh, Snow White scene. Worst all... scene? Worst scene in the movie? When Kate's telling her stupid sob story about her dad dying in the chimney. Don't get me wrong, I get it. You know, it's the reason she doesn't celebrate Christmas, but what an awkward moment to have that scene. You know, the city's being torn apart, you're hiding in a bank, and oh, now I'll tell you my sad story why I don't <laughs> celebrate Christmas. Like, what the fuck? But, whatever. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite scene? 
Oh, I was just saying the Snow White scene. Oh, okay, all, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're all uh, watching Snow White, it's pretty, because uh, they're all together, and you know, in some ways, you think that they don't seem that very harmless. They are. Well, you mean they're very harmful. Harmful. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. No. But I mean, it's just like they're in. It's, they seem harmless because they, yeah, just... because Billy's like they're watching Snow White and they love it, and they're just like in their glory watching this movie and they're actually acting like they're not terrorizing everybody yeah. they're just having a the other scene i actually uh, I, I really like too is after stripe has just jumped into the swimming pool and he's multiplied into like 100 gremlins i like the little scene of the little gremlins coming out of the shadows and they all, you see there's more and more and more oh like, yeah and it's all like puppets and figures and stuff like that i'm like i like that that actually looks kind of cool yeah but um, that's about it, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Um, next week, I think I might actually have to have a discussion with someone about this Cloverfield Paradox because it was quite an interesting movie. Um, not 100% sure that will be the next episode, but I'd like it to be. Um, so anyways, thank you for tuning in to the first episode. Uh, please like, share, you know... Just kind of get my name out there, please. Please, I'm begging. No, I'm kidding. I don't beg. Um, that's one thing I never do is beg. But, um... Well, I don't know about that. Whatever. <laughs> Piss off. Anyways. <laughs> I love my sister. Anyways, thank you, everyone. And, uh... Thank you. Yes, have a, have a good week. And don't kill anyone. Just watch other people do it for you. Thank you. <laughs>